Hello and welcome back to the TTD, the Tani Talk Stuff, the Shira where we talk a daf lesson a day in a few minutes away. Welcome to Gemara Megillah. Welcome to beginning a new Gemara, which is so apropos. Thinking about the next holiday that's coming upon us in a couple of months. Gemara Megillah only takes a month or so, a little longer, a little shorter. But it's still fascinating to see a little bit about the upcoming holiday of Purim in a couple of months. I know we just got through Hanukkah, but that's the next holiday Yom Tov to think about in the future. Interesting that that's the next Gemara we're talking. So welcome, welcome, Shachayana, as we begin Gemara Megillah here on the TTD. Let's look at Megillah, the bottom of 2B. Fascinating talking about the Hebrew letters. Rav Yirmiya said, others said, the forms of the letters Mem, Nun, Sadi, Pei, and Kaf were instituted by the prophets. Can that be, though? The question the Gemara asks, is it, isn't it written? These are the commandments. Teachers that a prophet can't produce or introduce anything new from now on after the Sinaitic revelation. Nothing can be changed in the Torah. How could it be the prophets instituted? Rechessa said the Mem and the Samach of the tablets, and we continue on to three, stood in place only by a miracle. It shows that they were already there in the days of Moshe. How could you tell me that the prophets instituted it? So the Gemara answers, yes, that's correct. Both letters, both forms of Mem, Nun, Sadi, Pei, and Kuf did exist. The Tzadi Sofit, the Mem Sofit, the Nun Sofit, the Pei Sofit, the Chav Sofit did exist in the times of Moshe. They did not know which form belongs in the middle and which at the end of the word. And the prophets came and established the open forms used in the middle of the word and the closed were at the end of the world. End of the word. And the final analysis when it says these are the commandments that no prophet will ever introduce anything new. How can it be that they really establish it? So really what it means is that they've forgotten which goes where and the prophets reinstituted them. The idea being even the fundamental aspects of our beautiful language of Hebrew, which is modernized in the current state of Israel, but looking at biblical Hebrew and general Hebrew, looking at the letters are even from Hashem. Everything is from Hashem, but even the beautiful language we do is from Hashem. And of course, all languages in the world are from Hashem, but Hebrew has a beautiful, amazing element, amazing aspect to it. There is a Gemara that goes through each aspect of the letters that shows that there are hidden meanings, hidden aspects to each of the of the words, and some of the words even have meanings. And some show us some aspects, like for example, one quick example, MS versus Sheker. Sheker has nothing to stand upon, as the commentators point, because the shin has no real point. It's just a little point at the bottom of the shin. If you look at the way it's really inscribed, not the way that we teach kids in school and whatnot, but if you look at the, the script of the shin, and you look at how it's written in the Torah or elsewhere, a lot of times the shin is with a little line at the bottom. Kuf has nothing really to stand on either, and has... The piece on the bottom left, and it has the piece, and the race doesn't really have anything to stand on. These are all letters that fall over because lies have no real basis. But MS, truth, has real basis. If you look at each letter of the word MS from the Hebrew alphabet, the Aleph has a leg to stand on, two legs actually. Mem, the real Mem in the middle of the word also has what to stand on. And Tuf has two legs to stand on. That's just an example of how beautiful the letters are. And I look at how my son, who goes to the local school here in our neighborhood, in our town, how he is learning Hebrew, and it's fascinating how they go through, they use this Ta'am program, I love how they teach Hebrew, and they have the Sifriya books, and he's really getting really good at it in first grade, and it's so interesting that you look at each letter, and it's a fascinating, fascinating language, it's a beautiful language, I am very much not proficient in Hebrew, I say that I speak and understand basic written and, and spoken Hebrew, especially I write on my resume in general, but it's fascinating that we should really be 
understanding and really be proud of a beautiful language that has beautiful words and beautiful meanings throughout the whole Torah, the Tanakh. In general, Hebrew is a beautiful, beautiful language, and it should be utilized and understood and appreciated for what it is. Even though a lot of us speak English, that's not the language that was given to us by the Torah. That's not the language that we're conversed upon. Those in throughout history, of course, Aramaic was used in the times of the Gemara and whatnot, but throughout Tanakh, I'm sure, many people spoke in Hebrew, in the ancient Hebrew. And you can look at the ancient texts and ancient biblical exegesis and whatnot. We took courses in Hebrew University about this. I never really understood, but Hebrew itself, the letters are beautiful, and each letter of the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet are, are beautiful and should be understood and should be appreciated and valued. And it shows us here in Gemara Megillah, as we, we, we go upon and we'll soon learn about more of the Megillah, was also written in a, in a certain way to look at those letters and look at the, the text, the ancient text, and we should really appreciate and fundamentally be in awe of the beautiful language of Hebrew that Hashem gave us in our days. Join us next time as we talk Megillah 3 here on the TTD.